An audience isn't a target that you happen to bump into. Instead, it must be explicitly scoped and sighted in. It must be chosen. The internet has made it easier than ever to start a business. Succeeding on the internet, now that's another story. The big question is, what are those who are succeeding doing differently? This podcast has the answers. Hi, my name is Lisanne Murphy. I've spent the last three years running a successful advertising agency. I noticed with certain clients, I ran into the same problem over and over again. Their offering was just not grabbing the prospect's heart and wrestling them into purchasing submission. Why? Many of these business owners were so far down the road in their journey and so in love with their product, they forgot who they were serving, missing some essential steps along the way. So I'm pivoting focus. Join me as I go behind the scenes with the most brilliant entrepreneur minds to demystify the nitty gritty marketing hacks needed to be successful before spending thousands on advertising that ultimately separate the internet legends from the dreamers. On the previous episode, we heard from Chantel Page Turner. Chantel got up close and personal with her touching story of becoming an entrepreneur for her family. And she blew our minds with the tactics she uses to grow massively engaged Facebook groups. Make sure to catch the whole episode. But before you listen to that, stick around. I'm taking a deep dive into dream traffic and a new way to look at demographics to literally pull your ideal customers out of the woodwork. Listen to the end for a new resource we are rolling out that you are just going to live for. Welcome to the Marketing Matrix Podcast. I'm your host, Lisanne Murphy, and I've got a solo episode today that is all about what I call dream traffic. Now, dream traffic is a process designed to get into the mind of your dream customers so that you can offer your product or service, creating an easy sale without hitting objections and having the prospect not see the value that you're trying to offer. So this is a new term that most people um, that I've spoken to, they haven't heard of because frankly, I've just come up with it and created it recently. So let me tell you a little bit about how I discovered it. You see, in my Facebook advertising agency, I have clients who soar and scale really easily to success. Then I have others who hit ceilings and they just have struggles selling and scaling their products and services profitably. So last year, after helping three companies pass the seven-figure mark in their business and spending over a half a million dollars in ad spend last year alone and helping generate multiple seven figures across various industries, I saw one major pattern. You see, those businesses that understood who they were speaking to on a deep psychological and behavioral level and matched their messaging to that who, they win. And by win... I mean, they have a low cost to acquire a client, greater margins on their sales, better customers, high lifetime value of clients, more joy and fulfillment, and ultimately a thriving business. So here's the thing, without understanding your who, running a business is like constantly trying to drive a square peg through a round hole. It's frustrating and it just won't work. So what is this dream traffic process? Well, I like to call it my 3D process. So we are literally going to bring dimension to your dream customer to create what I, again, what I am calling dream traffic for yourself. The three Ds are define, discover, and drive. So we have to define your who, 
we have to discover where they are hanging out online, and we have to decide how to drive them to your product, service, or offering. So in today's podcast, we're going to drive into one of the major aspects of the first D of our 3D model, and that is define. Now, in Define, there are six major, dem or major graphics, as I call them, six major graphics to consider in the definition component in our 3D model. So by the end of today's podcast, you will have a deep understanding of the first graphic, which is demographics. So let's do this. I want to start, first of all, by um, I finished a book recently, uh, Perennial Seller by Ryan Holiday. And um, in this book, he says some amazing things to get this started. I love it. He says, he says, an audience isn't a target that you happen to bump into. Instead, it must be explicitly scoped and sighted in. It must be chosen. And he said, there's a small publisher who has the slogan, you have to find your niche and scratch it. So when you're scratching your niche, I mean, you're asking about your product, like who is this thing? Four. And he continues where he says, for any project, you must know what you are doing and what you are not doing. You must also know who you are doing it for and who you are not doing it for. So essentially, you're trying to say, I am selling this and for these specific people. So the process that I'm going to, to, to bring you through now is all is all about um, those people that you really want. We're going to that is creating your dream traffic. And um, today we are going to go into the demographics portion of that dream traffic. So as an agency, I talk to people on a weekly, really on a daily basis, multiple people a week, but on a daily basis. And one of the questions that I ask them, I say, um, tell me about your target audience. And there's two major answers, they say. They either say, one, um, I serve female entrepreneurs between the ages of 25 and 40. And I kind of look at them like, and what else? And they're like, that's it. And I'm like, that's it. Like, on a female entrepreneur between the ages of 25 and 40. Okay, guys, just going to tell you right now, that is insufficient. And, but if that's where you're at, that's okay. It's a great starting place, but... It's totally insufficient for you to be able to have the impact um, and drive the revenue that you're trying to drive online. The second category is they will say something like, well, I'm my dream customer. So I know them perfectly because I am my avatar. Again, guys, <laughs> a sample size of one is insufficient for any test. I don't care what it is. So while you can draw from your experience, you doing a behavioral study on yourself is not, is not sufficient enough. So whenever people say that, I honestly respond by laughing. And maybe that's rude, but that's usually what happens. So what matters? What matters in demographics as we are trying to dial in our dream traffic? So I am, over the course of this podcast, I'm going to go through the eight areas that matter as far as demographics goes. The first is age. Okay. So notice, like even in that first example, like female entrepreneurs between the ages of 25 and 40, like they have an age in there. They have a profession in there. Um, they have a gender in there. We're going to go through those things. Um, but oftentimes it's not, it's not what we think we need in terms of like how we need to be thinking about it. So let's talk about age for a second. 
So age is not just about selecting an age range that fits all your customers. You actually need to think about age range in terms of grouping different segments of your customers into different ages. So let me tell a story to illustrate this point. So I have a client who he's amazing um, and is doing incredible work in the world, uh, but he helps gym owners grow uh, their gym business. And um, when I was talking to him about like who he's serving, it turned out that there were two major, maybe even three age groups of customers. He had like his slightly older demographic, which was like ages 45 and up. And then he had his smaller and then his younger demographic, which was like ages like 25 to 35, 25 to 40. And by him identifying those two age groups, I mean, I think in basic marketing 101, people think, okay, well, if I serve people between the ages of 25 and 50 or 25 and 60, then I'm just going to do that whole age range. But this client was really smart. And he said, clients between the ages of 25 and 40 act very differently than clients between the ages of 40 and 55. So let me give you an example. So again, he helps gym owners. So the younger demographic of gym owners, um, he said they tend to be a little bit more self-confident, a little bit more tech savvy, um, a little bit more have this feeling of like, I can do this on my own. And so you sell them differently and you talk to them differently than you do the older demographic, which he's like, they have more experience in their business, but they also recognize the value of their time. And so they don't want to do it on their own. They want to pay someone else to do it. And they recognize that their expertise doesn't lie in, in maybe in marketing, um, but it lies just in, in managing their gym. And so you are going to talk to each of those age groups differently, but you have to understand how your age group is segmented and what that age means in terms of their motivators for what they're accomplishing in their life and how you're going to sell them. So that is thing number one. Thing number two, gender. So gender is really, really important because um, oftentimes products are unisex in terms of how they apply, but oftentimes how females will respond to messaging is different than how males will respond to messaging, and which is even different to how people who don't have a gender identity um, that they are claiming would respond. So for example, I have a client who they help people, um, it's a, it's a uh, program that helps people um, lose fat and gain muscle. Um, and it works for both men and women. But with women, they lead with losing fat. And with men, they lead with gaining muscle. Okay, that's really, really important to understand is that even though their product, their fulfillment works for both genders, Understanding how a female will hear things versus how a male will hear things depends on the message, the message that you give. So it's really important to understand, or, or like maybe you have a product that is really just gender neutral and both will hear them very, very similarly, but you've got to ask yourself that question. How will my product be received by each gender? So thing number one is age. Thing number two is gender. Um, area number three is marital status. So marital status is really, really important for a variety of reasons. But one example that I'm going to give 
is um, I have a client who uh, they their messaging is directly um, responsive based on what their marital status is. Because let's say, um, let's say you are talking to females who are married. This is not always true, but oftentimes when, when in a marital relationship, if the woman has made the decision to stay home with her family, then when you're talking to her, you are understanding that who holds the cash and the decisions with money will lie with the husband or whichever partner is out working, um, which in our society is most often, often the, the, the male counter counterpart. But if you're talking to the females, you have to talk to them in such a way where they have the language to then go talk to their husband to get the money for them to purchase the course. Um, marital status can also affect products in terms of like, let's say one spouse is buying the product for the other spouse. That's going to change your approach as well. But if you're talking about a spouse buying a product for somebody else versus for themselves. And so understanding how a marital status impacts your product or service is super, super important. So we have age, gender, marital status. The fourth thing is political affiliation. Okay, now political affiliation is, is kind of, is, is an interesting one. And, and you, it's not like you can like target like a lot of these things on Facebook. Um, so a lot of it comes down to messaging and then getting really creative with the interests that you target in, in Facebook. But with, um, with political affiliation, um, whether they tend to skew Democrat or, or um, Democratic or Republican will often determine your messaging in terms of what are their beliefs and what do they hold as important. So thinking through that, and again, sometimes your products might be politically neutral, but oftentimes your products um, could, could lead towards one or the other. Like, for example, if you um, are in doing a supplement that's kind of a, that's more alternative medicine than traditional medicine, how a person who is a Democrat versus a Republican are going to view those messages differently for an alternative medicine. Okay, so age, gender, marital status, political affiliation. Next is religious affiliation. Okay, now religious affiliation is really important because again, it leads to their beliefs and what's important. People who are religious tend to be very strong in family. So understanding the religious affiliation can help you talk to, again, like family members who are purchasing a product for somebody else. Um, it also will go into their beliefs in terms of like how much control they feel they have over their situation versus how much is up to the universe versus how much God is controlling their lives or not controlling their lives. All of these things impact how you put your product out into the marketplace. So thinking through what is their religious affiliation and how does that affect how I talk about my product, service, or offering. So we have age, gender, marital status, political affiliation, religious affiliation. The next is geography. Now geography is kind of interesting, right? Geography is really important to understand if you are um, marketing to a local smaller demographic, like a city, a small city, or is it like a geographic a region in the US? Is it the whole United States? Is it different areas of the world? And understanding what's important to 
um, different areas of the world. Like what is going to motivate and be responsive for someone in the US is gonna be different than someone in the UK or Australia or in India, in Brazil, uh, because different things in different areas of the world are important to them. Uh, it also, if we, if we go into the local area, like marketing something to people in smaller towns versus cities, the small town life has different values and different social pressures than like someone who's in the city and working in the city. And so how you talk to these people, depending on who you're talking to will determine the messaging that's going to pull the right people out of the woodwork to purchase your product, service, or offering. So we have age, gender, marital status, political affiliation, religious affiliation, geography. The next is profession. You have to take into account what their job is, what their profession is, okay? This is really important for two reasons. It depends on, it, it determines how you speak to them, but it also plays into like, what is the industry rhetoric? So for example, I had a client who worked with real estate agents and the more she worked with real estate agents, the more she recognized that like there was a mindset in that industry. There were phrases in that industry that either um, attracted them to her offer or repelled them away. So thinking through what's going on in the industry and in their profession, a real estate agent is going to have a different set of beliefs and thought patterns than say uh, a lawyer or a doctor or a, or a school teacher or a stay at home mom or uh, a freelancer. All of them are going to have a certain mindset that comes with like, that comes with the industry. So thinking through that is, is critical for you. Cause again, it changes how you approach them, what types of ads do you use, what language do you have, what images and colors uh, do you use in your funnel to attract the right people. So we have age, gender, marital status, political affiliation, religious affiliation, geography, profession. The next is education. So education is really important because it determines two major things. It determines income, potential, potential income level, and mindset. So for education, um, someone who has a high school diploma versus a um, graduate degree, like a master's or um, like a Juris doctorate for a lawyer or a medical degree versus a technical uh, tech school certification versus a undergrad all of them will respond to things differently and it'll also um, determine their income level. Education is also often related to, um, not always, but often related to marital, marital status. People that are married tend to have a higher education level, not always, but, but sometimes. And so understanding how these demographics play with each other is super, super important. So age, gender, marital status, political affiliation, religious affiliation, geography, profession, education, and the last is income level. Now, again, this is related to education, uh, but that income level is important to consider because if you are appealing to um, um, a high, like, a, like a, a school teacher versus a bartender versus a doctor versus 
an entrepreneur, those income levels will, will often determine mindset and it'll determine what value you want to, to promote for them. So for example, I have a client who with one subset of her audience, she talks about the gaining a skill and with another, because a skill is important for, um, like freelancers and agency owners. Whereas with another subset of her audience, she talks about increasing income. And that subset is dealing with people who are um, like, who are looking for a change of pace and income so they can live a different lifestyle. And so understanding the income level, because like if they're, if they're a little bit of a lower income level, they're going to be driven more by money talk. But if they're a higher income level, money isn't as much of a pain for them. And so you're going to want to focus more on like a skill set or, um, or something else. So these are the major eight areas of demographics that you have to consider that will help you understand better your uh, target demographics. And one important thing that I want to mention is that it's not that you're trying to find one necessarily like one target audience or one ideal avatar. Really, it's more about grouping them into groups and understanding like for the younger group, what is their marital status, political affiliation, religious affiliation, geography, profession, education, and income level. For an older group, what is all of those things we mentioned? Or if you're going after certain professions, which profession will pull in which demographics? One of the biggest issues that people have when they're looking at demographics is they try to figure out one demographic and really it's about grouping demographics and grouping people. Um, having in, in a formal uh, college marketing class, you create personas, right? So this is essentially that, that process, you're creating personas. But with online marketing, each persona deserves its own messaging and even its own funnel. And you can't approach that unless you understand what those groupings are. Um, and once those groupings, I, I call them customer archetypes. Once those customer archetypes are created and you understand the demographics that are associated with each, it's at that point that you can figure out, okay, which group am I going to go after first? So again, there's six different types of graphics that I work with when I work with clients with their, where, to figure out their dream traffic. The first is demographics. And so we've gone through that a little bit today. So again, those eight things, age, gender, marital status, political affiliation, religious affiliation, geography, profession, education, and income level. So um, even taking just like the last few minutes, like going through this, it's way more in depth than most people consider, but it is absolutely critical and pivotal for you to understand it. So note and notice like how much more in depth this is than like female entrepreneurs between the ages of 25 and 40. Like whenever I hear that, I, my, the questions that go through my head are like, um, well, what kind of entrepreneur? Like an entrepreneur is a huge category. Is this like an entrepreneur that owns a brick and mortar store? Is it e-commerce? Is it a coach? Do they have a team? Are they a solopreneur? What kind of entrepreneur? Um, the female, why just female? Like why not male? Like does your product not apply to males? If so, why? 
And then between the ages of 25 and 40, I'm like, okay, well, what's going on in that age range? And are you cutting out another age range, another group, another demographic that you could, that you could really sell to that would love and value your, your expertise, your product or service? So you have to think through demographics a lot deeper uh, because it impacts everything. It impacts your messaging. It impacts your funnel design. It impacts the dream 100 uh, people that you're trying to get into your network. It impacts so many things. So again, so we just went over one type of the six graphics. Today was demographics. Um, in my next solo episode, uh, I'm going to go over the next graphic, which is psychographics. Super excited about that one. That one is fantastic. Um, so tune in. That's going to be in just a couple weeks. Uh, so we're going to go through psychographics. So we first went through demographics. Next, we're going to go through psychographics, which is the second of six graphics. Uh, and by the way, we are releasing the Marketing Matrix Toolbox really soon, which has tons of free marketing resources that are gathered from all of our podcast guests. Uh, it is updated weekly, and it is going to be available to you for free. So super excited about this. So go to www.themarketingmatrixpodcast.com slash toolbox. Again, that's www.themarketingmatrixpodcast.com slash toolbox to get instant access for you today and have access to that members area, which again is going to be updated every week. And so it is like turning into this massive resource of incredible marketing tools and resources that is a conglomerate from all of our podcast guests. So super excited. Again, thanks so much for tuning in to the Marketing Matrix. I'm Lisanne Murphy, and thanks for tuning in to, today, to today's episode on dream traffic and demographics. All right. Until next time, everybody, stay safe. Thank you for tuning into the Marketing Matrix podcast. On the next episode, we are bringing back Kevin Steven. This powerhouse had 21 projects going on at the time of our interview. He is one busy and productive individual who understands the power and leverage of partnerships. His story of how he got into this internet marketing world is fascinating. You can't miss it. But while I've got you, I want to tell you about the new Marketing Matrix toolbox we've created for you. Inside, there are free tools that guests have given since the start of this show. Go get free and instant access by going to themarketingmatrixpodcast.com slash toolbox to get your access today. Guys, seriously, it's amazing, and we're adding to it every week. See you next time on The Marketing Matrix.